You're listening to Toss Out the Rules podcast, where we bring together influential people from all walks of life. Defining their success with their own rules and sharing their stories the way they want to. This is Kelly Fernandez and Alessia Danielle, two girls with no rules and leaders in our industries of business and health and wellness. As master networkers, we love to connect and cultivate relationships. We've realized everyone has a story to tell and there's no right way to success. Our mission is to empower your individuality, awaken your purpose, and up-level your life to live a life of authenticity. So tune in every Tuesday for groundbreaking inspiration. Get ready to open your mind and toss out the rules. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually we're not we're not out of breath, which is good. I guess that means I we're kind really of because <laughs> my left foot hurts too. Oh anyway. my god! Welcome back to toss out the rules, you guys. We are beyond beyond. I I don't know if we're excited. It's nine p.m. We're like somewhat energetic, and then we just did some jumping jacks. So um, you're getting the best of us right now, but. Yeah. Um, we cannot believe that it's almost 2020 and that, first of all, we want to just thank everyone for being incredibly supportive and all the fangirls out there, because I know there's a lot of you, um, and just the, such amazing, positive feedback that we've received from our listeners and um, internationally. Like We have people listening in Australia, the UK. So it's been an incredible um, few months and we can't believe that we're wrapping up our first year as podcasters. So it's really exciting. Um, And we, you know, today we wanted to just honestly recap through what we've taken away as host of this podcast with all of our incredible guests that have joined us from April on and just how we've taken what we've learned from them and implemented it into our own lives. And it's Really amazing because this podcast was so about creating a community of people and offering what we've learned. And I think just we've learned so much just from doing this and just this whole experience. So thank you to our guests um, for showing up. Thank you for our listeners for continuing to be loyal listeners and so, so much to come. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, we're just extremely grateful for all of the feedback we've received and I think what's shocking to both of us is how much we've learned every week. (laughs) I'm dying right now because your headphones are crushing your pom-pom. I like it. Kelly looks adorable. She has like a straight up... Sorry, like a really cute, adorable. Um, what do they call those jackets? Like not fleece, but I don't know. Anyway, but it just it looks really cute. She looks. I'm adorable. very cozy right yeah. now because it's freezing outside. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just moving as you're talking. Re- okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, to be honest, it is like. I just never pictured coming into the podcast how much we would be learning on a weekly basis and how much this has helped ourselves to pivot in our own lives week by week on just habits that we've changed and how much we've learned. And it's just been an incredible journey since April. And we're very, very grateful for everyone that's come on and all of our listeners. It's been so meaningful to us and to see and hear all of your stories and what you've learned from the podcast. I mean, I was just at a recent get together and 
I had people say that this was one of their favorite podcasts. Like just to hear that is just so exciting to us because, you know, this all came about from like just an idea. And that's what we want to share with you all. Like all of this can come from one idea and it then gets implemented into more to just see this flourish into all of this, a community, into more ideas to support. It's just so it just means so much to us. Um but really, Toss Out Their Rules came back or like started from the idea about the fact that we all feel like maybe we're, you know, indulging in certain types of literature or different ways of thinking about how we should be living our own lives. And it's really about embracing your own life and what you want from it. And I recently saw a quote that I think all of us, like Alessia, I saw you reposted it, I reposted it, and we saw all of our friends repost it. But it was like something about how we, if we want to change our lives, we have to change the patterns in our lives. And I actually, I think I do have it saved right now. Um, But it was a Mark Rove's quote. And it just really made me think about the fact that that's exactly what Toss Out the Rules is about. It's about you being self-aware about the fact that you have certain things that you need to eliminate in your life. And once you are aware of it, to just toss it out, like it doesn't, it no longer serves you. So why implement it anymore? And if you continue to do that, you're changing your life over time. Um, and it was a Mark Rose quote, but it said something about how how do we change our lives? We change our patterns. Most of us live in a cycle of the same choices. How do we handle conflict and challenges? We'll end the same way our entire lives. The way you handle anger or frustration, your use of food to numb out, how to avoid tough conversation instead of self-sabotage or run away. So it's just like this entire idea about how we really change our lives when we change our own patterns in our life. So I just think that if you have this mindset about tossing rules out of your life that no longer serve you, you're really implementing that idea. So what we're really excited about today is really kind of reflecting on this past year and all of our guests that we've been so like you know, honored to have on the podcast and what rules they've tossed out in their own lives. And we're also going to share the rules that we decide to toss out and what that did to us and our way of thinking for our own businesses and for our own lives as well. Um, So I know that you had a story to share, Alessia, that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This will will, uh, tap right into patterns. So when I started my business six years ago, um, something that I did realize right away was that I was a little bit irresponsible. And I was also 24 years old. So I you know, I give myself some credit because I run into 24 year olds all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I wasn't really that bad. Um, But I had to grow up pretty quickly because of circumstances that I had at home. And so I just realized that there wasn't going to be someone to tell me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And if I wanted to get the results that I knew were possible with business or anything in your life, right, that can apply to anything that I had to change that pattern Mm. of being irresponsible because somebody wasn't going to do it for me. And I Maybe that's what's even that that is what even kicked off like that entrepreneurial spirit, because really as an entrepreneur, you know, even if you have a coach, they're they're just there to guide you. But it's really up to you. And so 
Um, the other day I was driving home from Asbury and I can't even not like laugh telling the story and I wasn't drinking or anything. I apparently didn't signal at the light that I turned at, which is hilarious because all of my friends make fun of me for leaving my blinker on. So go figure that this time I didn't put my blinker on. And I don't know if anybody else can like resonate with this, but I panic when I get pulled over, even if I know I didn't do anything wrong. But I knew that something was wrong because I knew that my registration and my insurance, while they were updated, were not in my vehicle. And I knew that because I had to send them as an email to my company because they pay for my car. So immediately get pulled over. I'm like panicking. I beeline it into the exit of of a parking lot. So probably also very legal. But I got nervous and the cop came to my window and he, you know, told me why I got pulled over and I, everything was just noise because I was just like, oh, my God, how am I going to like fudge this? I don't have any documentation on me. And so he asked me for everything. So I gave him all my expired stuff, just hoping to buy some time. And he said, OK, you know, you gave me all this expired stuff. And as he's talking to me, like the in, like self-sabotage, right, I'm literally saying to myself, like, you're an idiot. How did you let this happen again? Like, you're 30 years old. Get your shit together, Alessia. And I, as he's talking to me, I'm thinking all that and I'm doing nothing to help the situation. Like, I'm not even looking. So... Mike is sitting next to me and he's like, you send that information to your company. Like it's got to be in your email. And I am just scrolling in my email and I'm not even looking because I'm just straight and like pissed off, panic, like mad at myself. And so I actually asked the cop if he would walk away for a second because I was so nervous. And he was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go back in the car. Do not get out of the car. Just flag me down when you find all your stuff. And so I finally find, you know, the information and I and I like flag him over and he's like, OK, like everything is registered, but like you don't have it in the car and you need to have your registration, you know, in the car. And then he asked me if the car was mine. And I said, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's mine. And he's like, OK, because you mentioned to me about your company. And he looks at my inspection sticker and it's a little like ripped. And he goes, what's going on with your inspection sticker? And I'm like, I don't know. It's old. I don't know why it looks like that. And he's like, no, it's old because it's from 2018. Like your car is like you know, hasn't been inspected since then. And I was, I could have just, I wanted to just like snap my fingers and like not be in that moment. And he, I just didn't even know what to do. And I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, okay, you know what? You have a lot going on right now. There's a lot, a lot of stuff happening. Um, and he was really, really sweet. And he ended up just giving me um, a ticket for something like around my license plate and was just like, please just like take care yeah. of your stuff. And you better believe that I went home and like, went to DMV the next day on Christmas Eve, got my registration, um, got my car inspected. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, that could have gotten so much worse. And he was nice enough to, you know, kind of just like slap my slap my wrist. But it was times like that that I was like, even when you, you know, even when I thought like, oh, I got everything together, like little moments like that. And I started to reflect and I was like, okay, there's still a part of me that's like a little bit irresponsible. And like Mike was like adorable. And he's like, well, you have a lot going on. I'm like, don't make excuses. Like a lot going on does not mean that I can neglect these like simple things that like are just part of being an adult. So what I did do was I just thought, okay, I could like mope about it and be like upset and be mad at myself Mm -hmm. and let it ruin the whole rest of my night. Or I can get up early tomorrow, get what I need to get done and like do something about it. I put a reminder in my phone that in the next six months from now, check, you know, all the things in my car in the next year, check all those things because it's not because I'm necessarily irresponsible and like a jerk that I don't want to get it done. I just 
my priorities are elsewhere, but that doesn't give an excuse. So I made a change of just not allowing that to happen again so (laughs) i mean we all have moments like that but it's just being aware that it's like upsetting you're feeling upset about it and how to change it and moving on from it you know because that's the other thing you made a really valid point and this is something that i have embraced so much this year it's the fact that something comes up and we can dwell on it forever and what's the point in that when we can just like pick up and move on from it and i think that as i like grow into my business that's something that i want to implement more because like any you know very successful entrepreneur that's the biggest lesson that they learn it's like there's no point of like you know, focusing on what didn't happen because the quicker you pick yourself up and move on, it's the quicker you move on to better and bigger things too. So that's something that I am like fully on embracing. Like I listened to something with Gary Vee today that he just said that was like a huge lesson for himself. It's like we all win and lose things. It's just like you just move on. Um, So I love that, like just that idea. And, you know, also not trying to be hard on yourself either because we all go through these moments in life where there's no way everything can be perfect because what's the joy in that either like we're supposed to overcome these little things that and to make ourselves even better as people too so no yeah yeah, it's and and it's just one of those things that um you don't learn, you know, you don't learn until the situations happen. And, you know, we're, we're going to Canada on Saturday and you have to go through like border control and all of that. Mm-hmm. And imagine I didn't have all that together. Right. So it was like I, I, I chose to and I was really hard on myself that night and I was just so frustrated and I was mad at myself. I, I didn't even I'm past blaming other people. I totally look at myself first. But I was like, you know what? Look at that as a blessing in disguise because you got a $50 ticket. You got everything like, you know, under control now and you can just travel on it to Canada. Actually, it <laughs> is true. Stop. Like if you are going to another country, like you don't know what like the universe is like saving you from. Like that's kind of I mean, a few episodes Back or actually the last episode I shared about the fact that a deer ran into my car. <laughs> actually, that I don't was know why we think like, it's so funny. But, <laughs> but honestly, you know what was really frustrating about that entire story, and I finally got it. It's like I didn't understand the lesson I needed to learn from that. Like I thought there was some sort of lesson. I was like, what is this deer telling me about my car and me and life? And like I didn't get it. And it's like I finally got it because like this entire year I've been talking about how I need a new car and like I put it out there to the universe and like pretty much the lesson was like you asked and you shall receive like I said it and like it happened and it just made me like evaluate how we also can just get so like caught up on the idea of like what is this lesson and sometimes we just like need to relax and just embrace It'll what's come. happening yeah and it's so true and I've seen that before it, <laughs> you know like I think it's a quote that floats around somewhere but it's uh you know be careful what you wish for the universe is listening. I know, exactly. But you've heard me say yeah, that. Yeah. And then it was just like, I was just so frustrated because it was so, it was, I mean, I'm extremely busy and so grateful for everything that I'm doing with my business and what's going on in my life. But I just 
like you were on your way to the podcast, weren't you? I just left the podcast. Oh, right. It was after. Okay. Yeah, it was just right after. But it was just like I kept being like, why did this happen to me? Now I'm so busy. And it's like I'm always busy. I just like didn't want to take the time to find a new car and like deal with that. But like I did put it out there like I had it on a vision board. I just didn't want to deal with it. And it's like. The time dealt is with now. it for yeah. it, right? It just yeah, put it on your plate. But it was just really funny that it just kind of, I don't know, yeah, happened that way. <laughs> well, I think another thing that really, and it's not that this is groundbreaking news that consistency is like a yeah. huge key to your success, but I think having so many incredible guests on our podcast really shed some light on not even just the power of consistency, but that you can't possibly be consistent in every single thing that you Mm. do until you master it and it becomes part of your autopilot and who you are. And everybody is different, right? Everybody has strengths and weaknesses, but um, Tara Romano, who was one of our very first podcasters, and um, Carissa, who is actually a incredible like saleswoman and like hype woman for Tony Robbins. Um, not a coincidence there that both are super successful, extremely energetic. I mean, you're, they're just magnetic. You want to talk to them. You want to be around them. And their, you know, number one tip that they shared was just consistency in everything in your life. And again, people hear that and go, yeah, no, we know, you know, I know that. But ask yourself right now if, you know, if you have a certain goal, whether it's your health or, you know, a a physical goal or a business goal or a career goal or a life goal is the one or two things that you know would get you to where you want to be. Like, have you honestly been consistent with them? And then also reflect on things that have become a non-negotiable in your life. And then you can see that it is possible to change those habits to make it that way and consistent. And I mean, I am so excited that we did have Carissa on the podcast, um, Kuches, because I like she taught me so much about getting back on like the health like habits that I needed to. I mean, when she came on, we she was doing this 75 hard challenge and it would like lined up to, for me to go to Tony Robbins. So it was like this very hard challenge where you work out twice a day and you drink a gallon of water and you, one of the workouts has to be outside, which even if it's raining out, but they have like a disclosure, if it's lightning, no, you don't do that. But I that's mean- That's so nice of them. I know, but it was like, that's like- um Yeah, but honestly, that did bring back a lot of consistent habits that I needed to bring back to my life. But that doesn't mean I'm not consistent with other things. It just means that I want to change certain habits in my own life and I wanted to add more consistency in other aspects of my life. Because honestly, we all have this, you know, we can all look at like our wheel of life. So every part of our life comes into like a perfect pie, which is like your finances, your health, you know, your relationship with your family, your friends, your relationship to your own health, um, just every your spirituality. All of that is like part of your wheel of life. And we all have different scales of how we feel about it. And it's all about implementing actions of all of it to make it all consistent. Because, Mm. you know, you could be the most successful person in the world financially, but if your health is not up to par, then what is the point of all of it? You know, that means you might not be as consistent with that and just like implementing things. And it's just being, you know, taking action and being more aware of what you want in your life. And 
just because, you know, Alessia has one certain goal in your life and then I have a different one, it doesn't mean one's better than the other. It's just something that's more important to you and then something that's important to me too. Right. And I yeah. think some people just are stronger in some aspects of the, in their lives and others. Like, you know, some people that have a specific personality to be organized, maybe mm -hmm. have their finances in order, but they feel that they're lacking in the creative department or relationship department, mm -hmm. right? So that takes effort on their part and it's consistent effort over time that's going to allow them to be naturally creative or naturally more like attractive in relationships. And then for somebody else who maybe doesn't have that type A and they're they're kind of go with the flow, they don't even know when their credit card bill is due, yeah. right? And that, that they have to put consistent effort into that as well. And I, I wanted to just read this and we're going to have a part two of this episode in January. <laughs> it's like our first episode of 2020 is going to be all about um, goal setting, but in a very different way. And so we're really excited about that. So um I wanted to just share this because I saw it kind of floating around Instagram and I reposted it and then I, I shared this with it. It said, things to leave in 2019, excuses, self-doubt, toxic habits, playing small, procrastination, negative self-talk, swallowing your truth, trying to please everyone, staying in your comfort zone, caring what people think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 11 things that somebody listed to leave in 2019. You guys, we are human. Half of those things are just things that we do as a human being, uh, procrastinating, you know, caring what other people think, um, like excuses. That's just as a person, as human beings, that's just who we are naturally. Don't feel this pressure to leave all of that stuff behind because that's a lot of stuff to yeah, try to I mean, like fix and it just becomes really overwhelming and this is why like resolutions and things like that most people don't stick to them because they want to do it all so out of that whole list if one of those spoke to you and you're like you know what i did play small i play small in 2019 or you know i really definitely didn't like push myself pick one pick one and be consistent with that one for the entire year until it literally becomes like part of who you are yeah that's kind of what i shared recently on my instagram because like i had this whole idea about like just kind of like an epiphany almost because i was at a party recently and everyone was talking about their new year's resolutions and but they all came about it in a way of like well i hope i do this or like it was still low vibrations because it was like they still didn't believe that they could do it. So it was like, no, like, go after it. Like, you really are going to accomplish all of that. But it was more about the fact that, like, we need to really evaluate what we've learned on a day-to-day -day basis and not really be hard on ourselves. At the end of the day, there's no way we can't, like, eliminate procrastination 100% from our daily, like, you know, Right. Just schedule right. or something exactly. like that. You can be more mindful about yeah. it, but that's... I think that it's really just being super mindful and aware of when you're procrastinating. So then when you realize it, you have that pause, like that moment where you reflect, oh, I'm procrastinating and now I decide if I'm going to do it or not do it. Like, for example, I just shared with you when we came in that I was like really having like I had to negotiate with myself when I pulled up to my driveway a few hours ago because I had a car packed with like you know holiday decor gifts and everything and I was like I'm so exhausted I don't really want to bring everything in and like I took a moment and I just was outside my car and I was like no I'm going to do it now because I really know I'm not going to do it later it's just having that 
moment to just think about what you really want to do and taking action on it. Right. And it just takes practice for you to really implement. I mean, I think I've picked up meditation a lot more recently, too, and it's made me become more mindful of it, too. Um, but also, if you did this, how do you know what I'm not doing it today? I'm tired and I do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. There's nothing. It's whatever's no. going to serve you in that moment. But I knew I would be a little bit disappointed exactly. with myself because I know I'm going to be more tired later because I knew we were going to be recording this podcast and I kind of just want to go home and sleep after this. So it's like... I knew that tomorrow morning, if all of us is in the car, I'm not starting the day off right because I knew I had that moment to take. And it took five minutes to do, right. you know, but it was a lot of things. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, you just have to kind of be very real with yourself and just be honest with yourself. Like, is this BS that you're telling yourself or are you really exhausted and you can't do this? And we just kind of like, this is something we were going to dive into, so we might as well do it now, but like be authentic with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, when you're not listening to who you are and what you want to accomplish, the only person you're hurting is yourself. So I knew that I was hurting myself if I wouldn't take action in that moment. And this is something so small, but these little habits are the foundation to what you want to accomplish at the end of the day too. Right. And I think that, um, I think there's some people out there that struggle with authenticity just because there's so much influence out there and you see something and you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. But, you know, I'll reflect back to our episode with Abby Taylor from Pliables. And mm -hmm. I mean, just being someone who one, I think Pliables, the brand is adorable and I always have. And I, you know, saw it go from Belmar to being all, you know, 75 stores wide. And then, um, you know, we we were like, OK, we got to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Like and I think what happens is um, you look at someone like that and there's like a little bit of like intimidation, like she's this rock star who started her own business and she's a millionaire. And so we meet her, we have her on the podcast and she's the most real human I've ever met in my life. And number one was that she was totally herself, didn't care spoke the truth about her business, talked about, you know, hiccups that happened, like big time ones, talked about how she still has no idea what she's doing, you know, on a live, we were essentially live and recorded and video, all that broadcast about her business. But the number one thing that like we got from her was that she didn't care because she was just being 100% herself. And that's what differentiates her. And that's, that's what spilled into her brand. And it made me look at her and go, not only does she not care what people think, she's so authentic, but here she is, this super successful power woman. And she's really no different than me or Kelly. Like mm -hmm. we could have, we could have a, a, an, you know, insanely like groundbreaking idea tomorrow and be just as successful as she is, if not more. So it's really incredible. And I think because of how authentic she was, it made me actually think, wait a minute, like I don't have to be her to be successful. I could just be who I am yeah. and, you know, have I, the same thing. I think that's a huge rule that I tossed out as well. I mean, just really embracing who I am and really not caring about what people think and this is the one I think me and you were talking about the most and we forgot about this one but really trying not to please everyone oh yeah <laughs> I mean we've talked about that a lot but I 
like have been known to be a people pleaser because I'm just so caring. And, you know, that's okay sometimes, but you have to really draw boundaries. And this is something we were talking about as well. I think that at a certain point, it's like you have to really evaluate if this is healthy for yourself, if you're pleasing, like, why are you doing this? And like, is this like, where is this coming from? And sometimes you do have to put boundaries there too. Yeah. What's your, um, what's your take on boundaries? Like, I think I struggled with that for a while because I would just put up walls. There was no boundaries. It was just don't come in. Yeah. I mean, I like, I have to put boundaries with my family, to be honest. I think a lot of people do and, or should. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've put boundaries, you know, in a lot of business relationships too, because, It's just and it's not something that's anything bad or anything. I just it's for my own. It's for me like it's for my own health and like what I need to do like with my family. It's just like there's certain things that we collide on and they know about it when buttons get pushed. Like I'm just like I need to take a break and it's just good for both of us. Yeah. And I think too and not that the word boundaries sounds negative, but it's just like a block, right? You think of like a boundary, like do not enter kind of yeah, thing. I and I, yeah, I and, think and it doesn't that. have to be no. that way. It's just, hey, you know, let's put a pause button on this. 100%. And it could, it honestly can help the relationship flourish because, you know, you're not letting, you're not letting something in that's going to bring you down, which then also is going to make you reciprocate yeah. in like a different way. And so I think um, if we want to like get into this, one of the rules that I tossed out was not having walls. And I mean, if you know me, I'm kind of an open book and I'll like talk to whoever. But um, I noticed this year that once people got close to me, I would totally just like kind of shut down. And I was like, I'm too busy to have this relationship or, you know, I have all this going on. I can't. But then at the same time, I love people and I'm like, oh, I just moved to this new area and I want to meet as many people as possible. And so I just realized that like saying no changed my life and without an explanation. And it doesn't have to be a nasty no. It's just like a, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it or that's not something that like I'm interested in doing. But like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let's do something else. It doesn't have to be a hard, mean, like, no. But that's the other thing. I also feel like one of the things that I tossed out was like not owing anyone an explanation. Like Mm -hmm. I can give an explanation because I want to, but sometimes we're so quick to like apologize about everything. And then it makes you feel like you did something wrong when in reality, you're just listening to yourself and your intuition and what you want in the moment too. So I think it's like a balance between all of this. It's like a balance between knowing when you have to put up a boundary and then also stepping out of your comfort zone too. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. And also if you don't put up boundaries, I found that then that's when like the explosion, you know, disagreements happen or like internally you're battling something or somebody then ends up getting upset with you, not realizing that maybe you're saying no for a different reason other than like what they think or, you know, so, um, and it was a really like it was a big like struggle for me with that because I I think boundaries and people pleasing kind of go hand in hand when, where yeah that's a when you struggle. people please you don't have any boundaries and yeah. then all of a sudden you and I had said this to Mike yesterday I was in the shower and um he like popped his head in and I was just like thinking and 
he like he was like are you showering you're just like standing there <laughs> and I'm like I, I feel like I've just become like really self-centered and he was like seriously like are you on drugs <laughs> like you're you do everything for everyone like I'm because you start to feel guilty because I started yeah. to like reflect and feel a little bit guilty and I'm like no you know what I think I just want to focus more on like actually caring about what's going on in other people's lives and not feeling like I'm just asking them questions to maintain their relationship yeah. but like spending real time with quality people yeah. and he was just like Sure, Leslie. You know? So actually, since we're talking about this, I just realized something. Um, so like, for example, one of the boundaries I put up was like with my own father because he just like every time he asked, like we live like an hour and a half away from each other. And my dad's actually he's paralyzed. So he depends on a lot of us to help him. But he would call me and expect me to drop everything in like mm-hmm. matter of minutes and like get me to do everything. And like. I've kind of started in the last few months being like, no. (laughs) And like, if I can do it, I will do it. But I like would drop things and change my schedule and it would just change everything. And I would feel guilty if I couldn't do it. And I've just set up boundaries. And today he texted me and was like, thank you for all the hard work you did this week. And I was like, what? Like, you never say thank you. And the fact that you typed it out, like I was like, what is going on right now? But I feel like when you set boundaries, I just honestly, as we're talking about this now, I find like I finally realized why he did it. It's like he like respects you more for setting out those boundaries or like people do. Yeah, it makes sense because they know that when you're saying yes, it's really because you can and you want to and you're making the time to be there and do it. And I think that and I think also to with like, the type of business that you have mm-hmm. right you're so you have flexibility yeah but the, people, you know and I think what people don't realize and you know I mean I can totally relate to that is that what if you did have a nine to job that you couldn't drop and yeah you know go and be there you know in a heartbeat and it's just because you don't like go into an office for 40 hours a week doesn't mean that you're not working for another 80 hours a week yeah I know? mean I'm going from appointment to appointment all day long and It's been over time with my business, it's been so much easier to set up boundaries and I've seen so much respect that I've gained from my clients because they've noticed like I value my time and I want to carve out the right time with them. But like with family, I always had it like a struggle with it because I just felt like I wasn't a good daughter if I didn't do Mm -hmm. it and like just battling those things. But as the year like years have progressed, I definitely think that's gotten stronger And it's just being very transparent and honest, you know, if it's coming from a good place and you have good intentions, like that's all that matters too. And I think too, when you, when you can wholeheartedly say yes or no, Mm -hmm. and some, either one, and somebody's unhappy with your decision, when you know that it was the right decision, you feel less bad about it. Yeah. Um, I used to be like the queen of saying yes to everything because I had like extreme FOMO and didn't want to miss out on anything. (laughs) But then when the time came and I didn't want to do it, I would do it anyway and then I'd just be really unhappy that I did it and I just continued that cycle and then what I started doing was saying yes and then backing out mm-hmm. and then I became the girl who like was flaky and didn't show up to anything so now I just say no and then it's like surprise I'm here <laughs> like I changed my mind but yeah I you know and I still struggle with that yeah. still but um you know it's just that, that's more of like a friend thing for me than like a family thing but 
Um, so, and I think the, the third thing for me that I, this, I feel like I always felt this way deep down inside. And I just shared this, um, on social media the other day, because when I was younger, I was always like the nice girl in, in middle school. I mean, even elementary school up until high school. And I did a lot of things that like were not cool, but I kind of did them purposely because I wanted to be like the cool girl that did uncool things and show that it was like, okay, if you were in the band or like I was like president of student council, just like not things that you would normally think. Um, and I got wrapped up in like gossip and I would just always see it like end like so ugly. And I'd always think to myself, like, well, if they're talking about that person, like they must be talking about me when I get up. And now you would think like we're in our 30s or, you know, like late 20s and that doesn't happen anymore. It still does. And it, again, it's part of nature, right? You just talk about humans mm-hmm. and you vent to each other. But I've really tried to like really scale back on one I don't initiate the conversations anymore about like did you see what this one wore what she was doing or whatever you know that whole like comparison thing and especially with like a friend group let alone like outside of it but I so I don't initiate the conversations but um just trying not to be a part of that conversation can be really difficult because and Adriana um Carrig talked about this. So she's the founder and owner of the Little Words Project. And a big part of our episode was about how her company was founded on like being nice to people and being kind. Because as humans, we gravitate towards like-minded people. So if me and Kelly are, you know, totally... I don't know, like hating on somebody, well, we're going to bond over like just shitting on that person. And I noticed that that's like a big thing, it, mm-hmm. especially with women, that it's just let's bond over not liking the same person and talking about them, but then essentially like being friends with them still yeah. or, you know. And so I've tried to eliminate myself from, from those conversations, but it makes you feel like the weirdo, like you're the 100%. weird one. I mean, I have a situation like this happening all the time and like in my industry it's it can be very competitive (laughs) and so I mean I've definitely tried to avoid certain relationships because I definitely have seen that happen and you know like a lot of people have asked me like where have you been or like why aren't you coming around to things and it's just like they don't realize it's because like I just don't want to be around it and like it's it's a hard conversation to have but it, the the best thing you can do is just remove yourself from it and it's definitely made me refocus and prioritize my relationships with other people mm-hmm. and like when you step away like you analyze it and you just have more awareness around it too but I you know I absolutely loved that app episode with Adriana like it was like a kind of a transformative time for me um because like I had just gone to this Tony Robbins event that I had I've done it before but it was like a second time and it was just like a very interesting time in my life because I was just like overcoming health concerns and health issues and it just really I just loved everything she had to say and like the whole you know, mission and purpose of what she's trying to accomplish really is just incredible. I mean, we ended up getting our own bracelets and I wear it all the time. Me too. I have it on right now. Me too. (laughs) And I mean, we should talk about that. Like I actually, so that podcast, 
I decided that day I got a bracelet that said joy on it because like this is something that I think I tossed out to this year. It's like, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurial books and you know, things that we read, it's all about like the like hustle mentality. It makes you feel like you have to work all the time. And I kind of got lost at one point and started as we podcast at 9 p.m. (laughs) But this is something. Yeah. Yeah. But like we love to do this. It's just like, you know, we find joy in doing this and like sharing with people. And for me, at a certain point this year, I was like, what is this all for? Like I knew my mission and purpose, but I kind of got lost in it all. And like also, you have to be very aware of the fact that, yes, you could love what you do, but you also have to do other things that you love to just have like a well-rounded life, too. And I kind of forgot about that. Like I completely stopped cooking and doing things that I really enjoyed. So once I got the bracelet, I just really embraced finding little things in life and putting joy back in my life. And I've loved saying like sprinkling it into my daily um, schedule and to the fact that I decorated my Christmas tree recently and my mother was like, oh, there's a an ornament that says joy, your favorite word. And I was like, I didn't even tell you about my bra-. Like It was just funny because other people noticed that I kept talking about it. And so I don't know, like that was in August. So it's really exciting because every day I have found different little tiny things that do bring me joy. And it's just made me have a new perspective in life too. Yeah. And it just, it's that mindfulness of something that maybe somebody else has in their life every day that they don't realize, you know, that, that little something could make, I don't know, could make you happy. So it's, it's, I know I'm hot now too, because we're like excited. (laughs) My bracelet actually, um, what I love about this concept is that when you're done with the word and no longer need it, you can pass it on to somebody Mm -hmm. else. So like unofficial plug here, but go and check out Little Words Project because I think that just the concept behind the bracelet is really interesting. Um, But mine was change. And it was because I went through a year and a half to two years now, almost two and a half years. But that first year of me moving and um, quitting my job and like moving in, you know, with like a person that I'm in a relationship with, I just went into it like how I do with everything of just like this bulldozer mentality of like, I can handle whatever. I'm a happy person. Like nothing's going to bring me down. And it threw me for a huge, huge loop. Is that right? Threw me for a loop, threw me through mm-hmm. a loop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> And I just thought like, maybe I'm just not at like good at embracing change. And so I got that bracelet. But then what I realized was that, no, like I took on a lot all at yeah. once. And like, okay, let's see that that bracelet is showing me that like you can embrace change and like yeah. you're good and that the stuff is going to change all the time. And so, um, yeah, I love my little. I, love I my know. Little I just got another bracelet because it was like I love we had Anna Goldstein also on the podcast and she said something about choose a word. That's going to be your your 2020 word is a word that starts with your first letter of your name and um, that's positive. So I found I like decided kick ass is my word because I'm going to kick some serious ass next year. <laughs> so I was thinking I'm like, okay, that's kind of a hard one. I mean, there is a lot of them. There's kindness mm-hmm. and like I feel like I am a kind person, but I do seriously want to kick some yeah. ass next year. I love it. So I have a bracelet that says kick ass on it, but like it's next to my joy one and like. 
It really, I do really love this concept because I'm so excited to put it on every day. And it really, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the art of fulfillment and it was just something I've always heard about and intellectually I understand. But I just had it to be put differently that day and it just made me you know, change my perspective of what needed to be prioritized in my own life. And it's brought me so much joy. And I feel like I've become so much more productive because not only am I, you know, on when I have to be for my business, but I'm also taking time to rest and restore for myself. So that's been really nice. yeah. And um, so we're going to have another part to this episode, yeah. which I'm really excited about. But one thing I, I, I just want to like leave you guys with or or just say is that like sometimes we get ca- caught up on like that Monday. Like you just made me think of this with saying kick ass. We get a, uh, we get caught up mm-hmm. in not being able to talk and the mundane of like our everyday life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you get up, you drink your coffee, you go to work or if you have a business like you have. And it's great to have a routine and schedule. But um, for me, I think one of my, and I don't want to spoil it too much because we're going to talk about this in, in January, but, um, like kick ass is such a different differentiator than like, I'm going to be really successful in 2020. Like do something that's going to make you like, I don't know, like shit glitter. Like it's yeah. just something that's going to make you just be so like vivacious and incredible and be like, I did that and that's me. And like, look at me go. And it could be anything from like, I don't know, have a little bit more fun in what you're doing. Or, you know, if you if you have a business and you want to be on video more, but you're like, you know, just so many different things that you can do that. I mean, I'm just thinking of like five in my head right now. Yeah. That's going to make you be like, I did that like in well, that moment. Just be very honest with yourself. Like, what do you really want to accomplish next year? And just have that honest conversation with yourself, because this is the other thing I've been thinking about lately. Like we make these like three to five year goals or 10 year goals. Like why not go for it next year? Like do everything you can to just go for it. And this is something I also was discussing with someone um, like a few days ago. The fact that we are so quick to just quit something because it doesn't work out. And it's really about evaluating why it's not working out and pivoting from there. It doesn't mean that you cannot do it. It just means that you have to learn that lesson as to why it's not happening and change the blueprint of how to get to where you want to. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people just are like, oh, it's not working out. It's not for me. And it's like, if you really want to do it, just you take have to some time. It on the way. Yeah, yeah, you just need to take time and just figure out like, okay, like this isn't working this way. Like, what can I change to make it happen? Yeah. And I mean, something that Anna Goldstein even shared, she said something along the lines of just because it didn't happen on your timeline timeline doesn't mean it's not happening. And that's so true. Like we're so you know, as human beings, like we want it to happen instantly and we have to be a little bit patient as well. Right. Or you want it to happen like the day you decide, which deciding is a huge part of it. But it's just going to be, again, going back to the consistency over time. And and I'll, I'll give like a last example. So it's the holidays, by the way. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Um, but it's the holidays. And this is like a huge time for people to the whole health and wellness detox, don't eat detox, have the cookies, don't have the cookies. And there's a huge Honestly, I think there's like the big divide in, in the health and wellness industry of like people preaching like do what you want and it's okay. And then other people like, you know, just totally jumping on the bandwagon. But um, 
you don't need to be perfect. Like I didn't work out yesterday on Christmas and I'm not mad that I didn't. I actually just chose not to. But then today I just went back to my regular like scheduled routine of, you know, being consistent in it. And consistent doesn't mean that you have to do it all day, every day. It's just still doing it even when you don't feel like doing it or giving yourself like, okay, I'm not going to do it today, but I will do it tomorrow or, you know, whatever it might be. So that plus what Kelly said is going to bring you maybe not exactly to your goal, but it's going to bring you a hell of a lot closer to your goal than if you just didn't do anything at all. So Um, But we are so excited for 2020. Thank you guys so much for being with us for these past couple of months. We just are like overwhelmed with how much positive feedback we've gotten and just how many people have shared our podcast. We have like complete strangers now, like totally out of our own networks, which is um, so, so incredible. And um, you know, just because it's a new year doesn't mean it has to be a new you, but it, it gives you a chance to... Take one more step to like an improved version of yourself. Yeah, I definitely think it's all about just taking one more layer off of who you really are and you're meant to be. So we're really excited to just be a part of that journey and giving you more support on getting to where you want to get. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in 2020. 2020.